0: You're listening to the Fire Pit Podcast, conversations between father and son. My name is Ryan. I'm the son. And my name is Wayne.
1: And I'm the other guy.
0: The other guy. The dad. My biological father. Uh, Today we're going to talk about staying flexible in a world that punishes the rigid. I did not coin that. You you wrote that. You're the writer.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did because I'm the poster child for rigidity. So Uh.
0: So, uh, and, and then kind of the subtext of like life on hold mentality can drive us to extreme measures. That's it's an interesting, and I'll say this as a precursor before we get into the questions. All this kind of spawned from me having this experience um, in my life. I want to attribute it to work, but I don't think that's really fair. I had been working a lot. Um, like 60 hours a week, which is kind of normal for me. Um, I'll like jump on at night, answer questions, or when anybody needs me, I'm available. And I pride myself in that, and I work remotely, so it's kind of a different dynamic. It's not like someone can just come by your desk. Um, the negative side of that is as a remote worker, if you're not present, it's very obvious when people try to get in contact with you, and they can't, then it's kind of, it makes you look bad. Whereas I could, if I was physically in an office, you know, that's not, you don't face that same struggle or issue. So I had been frustrated because it was always an emergency. It's always, this has to happen today. Like that in every meeting, it's like, when does this need to be done today? And so I was just getting flabbergasted that I was just working all this time and I had other things on a personal level I was trying to do and accomplish hobbies and what have you. And I would never get to those because I know it's never done with work. And so I just kind of got frustrated with it. And I kind of had some introspection where I looked at, well, this has happened several times with several jobs. And the only common denominator is me. And is this really a work problem? Is this really a work culture problem? Because the work culture that I'm in does not condone that. Or is this a me problem? And and I started to realize I'm never really off at work. I have my phone. I'm checking my chats. I'm checking email. So whose fault is that? It's not a requirement that I'm on call 24-7. But it's something that I do either to seek validation for myself or whatever. So I had this revelation of... i'm very dramatic so i like wrote this whole manifesto to myself called taking your life back and it's i'm very much extreme so people try to like i'll talk to my wife and my wife is like well hold on you don't want to swing the pendulum to the other side but that's how my brain works otherwise something won't happen so i started leaving my phone off or leaving my phone upstairs or going on a walk outside and not checking my phone. Knowing that the second that I check my phone, I'm now exiting the present and the presence as far as like present time that I'm in with someone and I'm somewhere else. So I started doing that and that that's kind of like where all this came out of. So if you wanted to start uh, with questions, unless you wanted to add something to that.
1: No, oh, that's an interesting story. I got this picture in my mind of your wife talking you off the ledge. <laughs> It happens um, very frequently. Yeah, that that's uh, that's the image that came to my mind as you were talking about this. Because be like, <laughs> I
0: really want you to work on this, and I'm like, great, I will never do that again. And she's like, wait, <laughs> that's not what I said. I said in this one instance. And I'm like, well, how would I know if it's an instance that I need to not do that? Just like I-, I don't know. Context, feel it out. And for me, that my brain is very like black and white, so. But, yeah, she does talk me off the ledge constantly, frequently.
1: Well, the, the question that, that um, we came up with, how do you stay flexible? But I would back that up a little bit further. Why is it important to stay flexible, uh, period? Uh, and, and the thought that comes to my mind is more and more the, the, the boundaries in life seem to be disappearing. Um, I remember it, a long time back when I first started in the working world, it seemed like the boundaries in work were a whole lot more defined. Uh, companies that I was working for were more respectful of your personal time. They hired people based on uh, a need for a certain number of man hours, and so they would hire somebody for this particular job, knowing that they could. But that doesn't happen anymore. The Companies lose people, and everybody else just fills in the, the void, um, but it, it seems to be happening in personal life, too, where it's particularly because this is my own little soapbox because of the cell phone culture in which we have the smartphones and everybody has immediate access to everybody. So if I want to text you, I expect you to respond right away, which, which is a good reason why you leaving your phone in the house if you want to go out for a walk is really a good idea. Um, That because there's that mindset of so many people that I have instant access to so and so anytime I want. And so that's a boundary that you have to, you now have to enforce. So uh, it is important to stay flexible, uh, yes, on the one hand, but then there are some ways in which you need to be a little bit more rigid and have those barriers there Um, in order to protect your time, because quite frankly, like whether it's your work or your personal life, nobody else is going to do it for you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And and I think staying rigid with work is, on the contrary, being flexible with myself and understanding that I had this like other revelation uh, a few months ago, or maybe it was last year, Your mental energy is a limited commodity. You can't just stay active and and efficient and productive mentally all day, all night long. It's just not. And I noticed for myself, like, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. We were going to do the podcast yesterday like we normally do. But then I had to be like, hey, man, it's when it gets to be this time, my brain is done. It's been active for 12 hours. I just can't concentrate. It'll be a mess. And so in realizing that and in, in, to this question of how to stay flexible, I would almost say the caveat to that is what is flexibility? And I think flexibility means different things to different people. I think initially in my life, flexibility meant available. Now with more experience, that is not what that means to me. Flexibility to me means appropriately putting boundaries in place to stay effective in all areas of my life. So mm-hmm. with work, if I'm on all the time, it doesn't matter if I work 14 hours, I won't accomplish anything more. So like once I'm once I'm done, once I'm past the six hour mark of working on something, my productivity it doesn't go up exponentially or even at a steady clip. It just kind of evens out and plateaus, and that's it. Like the, there's a point when you just have to like walk away from it because you're not going to make any headway. And so giving myself that time of rest and going outside or like we have a pool and this was a new thing for me. Like, what if I want to swim in the afternoon? In my mindset of, of, of old, I would say, no, you're at work. And it's like, yeah, but you got to take breaks. Like what if you take 15 minutes and go swim in the pool? To me, that was such a no, no. It was just an impossibility because then I'm not available. And it's like, right, but you're making yourself available to yourself. And keeping your sanity. And so I noticed when I started like time boxing all this stuff and being flexible across all these areas of my life and recognizing like playing piano is important for me. Well, you need to make time for that. And that's the thing that you said to me as a kid. You would say you spend your time where you want to spend your time. And I would always say, I don't have time. Like "Mm, you do have time. You just make time for the things that you really want to do. And it's like, well, I want to do personal stuff. It's like, right, but you only make time for work. Therefore, you don't want that, right? Because I'm, I'm not really being real with myself. And so in flexibility for me would mean that boundary statement.
1: Yeah. I think when I first started thinking about what we're talking about here today, I was thinking um, with flexibility, first. Pers- For myself, I'm a very inconsistent person. I have to really work at that. So I want to have something that happens on a regular basis. I almost have to do it the same time every day. I can't say, I'm going to do it three times this week, or I'm going to do it sometime today, or next week, or whatever. It just never happens. So I'm always in fear of losing sight of what I'm attempting to do because I'm just not as consistent. Uh, so, the the comment that we made about, you know, um, staying flexible in a world that punishes the rigid, I was becoming rigid about certain things because I really knew that that was the only way to me at the time to make sure that something happened. The only problem with that is that life is always is dynamic. It doesn't remain static. Things are always happening. Uh, everything from you know, you overslept to it rains when you were hoping to get outside and take a walk, or there's a natural disaster that you weren't counting on this weekend. And so you're not doing anything. There's all kinds of things that ruin a a plan that you're planning to do on a regular basis. And so that's where I kind of came into this thinking about flexibility, because we live in a world that's not flex, you know, that's always changing. On the other hand, like what you're saying, you've got this work situation or even in your own personal life where things can easily get out of control and you have to step back and ask, well, where's the problem? Where's the problem with this? Am I <clears throat> becoming a, or am I remaining a people pleaser, for instance? And I'm, I'm just, um, essentially, uh, the comment that I made, here was that people pleasers are flexible people, yes, but they're just not in the driver's seat, hmm. okay? Um, and that's, that can become you. You can be a people pleaser, and yet you're not in the driver's seat anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to help people out or do things for people, but I don't think you can ever lose sight of, of what's really the, the, the primary um, priorities for you. And sometimes you just have to say no. And sometimes you have to say, I can only give this much time to such and such, because otherwise it infringes on something that's more important to me. You don't necessarily say that because you're not trying to be rude to people, but um, you have to have those, those walls at times that protects your time and keeps your priorities in focus.
0: I think that's a really good point. I vibe with that 100%. Um, I realize a lot of things that I've done in the past has been a way not to be the front runner. So, so I go to the car and I get in the passenger seat and then I wonder why someone goes and gets in the driver's seat and I complain about not being in the driver's seat. But it's like you got in the passenger seat. You had no goal or no vision at the outset of whatever you're doing to take control of that thing. And so for in the first company that I had, I took 49% ownership because I didn't want that responsibility. I didn't want to be in the driver's seat. But then I would complain why the company was taking a certain direction. So I've learned now with this manifesto thing, like I was saying before, of get in the driver's seat. And in getting in the driver's seat and in consciously putting yourself in control, it's a game changer. Because there's no, it's no longer dependent on everybody else. Like, I, I would work the normal amount of time. But then I would say, oh, I can't, you know, go away from my desk too far because what if someone needs me? And it's like, okay, so you're taking both cases, both logical conclusions of work. Like, work when you need to, but also when you may need to, which is all other time. It's like, that's all the time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I didn't realize this before. But you're getting in the passenger seat and you're not getting in the driver's seat. You were never in the driver's seat. And so it's just like that consciously from from day one to sit. And this is what I'm practicing now of mm, I don't think I need to be in this meeting. Don't go. I, I don't like skip out. Tell people you're not going. But that's getting in the driver's seat. And if someone asks you why, it's not pertinent to me. And I'm working on something else that's more important because who said because as I say, and having, having that I statement for me it is very empowering. And then I think what you were saying with um, the people pleasers and remaining flexible, I was thinking from a scheduling side, I'm the same way as far as like I have to do it consistently or every day. So it's at the forefront of my mind. I can't just like when trainers are like work out twice a week. It's like, well, what two days? I don't know. And, and so for me, if I don't do something every day or if I don't accomplish something exactly how I wanted to accomplish it, all is lost and I would just throw the baby out with the bathwater and I'll try again tomorrow. And now I've kind of realized life happens like that. It, it's just inevitably going to ruin your plans. So don't do that. And so for myself now, I get up every day. I heard an entrepreneur say this and at the time I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. He goes... And now I do this, and it's great. Every day, get up. What are the things you want to accomplish? Realistically, not everything. What are the five, six things you want to accomplish? Put them in order. Time box them. And if they don't happen, they don't happen, or you need to move things around, that's okay. And then it ensures that those things get done instead of just, I'm going to try to get all 100 things done. And in my to-do list of all the things I have planned that I want to accomplish in a day, only twice in the last 10 years has Everything happened in a day that I wanted it to happen. Hmm. It's just a fact. It's probably not going to, everything is probably not going to happen. It's it's a good wishful thinking, but but it's just not a doable thing. So now I really do that with my life as far as being flexible and being kind to myself. And just, I'm working on a thing at work. It's going to take a few days. That's totally okay. But take those days.
1: Yeah, I was, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, so you have these priorities and something kind of gets in the way of you accomplishing one of those goals you're talking about. might be good to ask yourself, what is it, what does it take to bump your priority? Um, and sometimes it's because you're afraid of not pleasing somebody or not uh, taking care of something. Sometimes it may be that you're uh, hesitating to uh, pursue a particular goal. Like I've had that problem at times where I was really wanted to do something. i a little afraid to do it. Uh, so I found myself making excuses for not starting it. And then that's all I needed was an interruption for me to have an excuse not to do it. Um, mm-hmm. so those kinds of things can happen. And that's why it's really important. If you've got things that are really, you say are really important to you, then reaffirm those in your own mind, because it's going to help you as you get these potential interruptions so that you can say, yes, that's a legitimate interruption, I'm going to go with it, or no, it's not as important as this thing. You really do have to reaffirm the things that you say are really important mm-hmm. to you. Um, otherwise, it's it becomes an easy thing to bump mm-hmm. those out of the way for lesser things. So...
0: That's, that's funny it, you say that, because it reminded, I read a thing the other day where it's like a college professor and a student, and the college professor asks about his paper, and he's like, what was the inspiration for this paper? And he says, the due date. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that, that's, that's so me. That's I am pathetic. totally like that. <laughs> instead of like, I did it because I wanted to, and it's like, no, I did it because everybody was screaming about doing it. And it's like, I, I've gotten better over the years of like evaluating is this the best way to do this? Or why do we do this? The why? It says, I think I read another thing. I'll drop this on there too, is they said the difference between an engineer that's a junior engineer, like a very start just starting out and the senior person is the junior person knows the what, and the senior person knows the why.
1: Mm.
0: And that's, I, I totally agree with that. But
1: that's yeah, the flexibility
0: is hard. It's 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 been a struggle in my life. I'm very laid back in some things. I've learned in other things I'm not laid back at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, just don't let laid back the, uh, become synonymous with being lazy. Yeah. Um it's it's okay to not get ruffled about things, but why are you not ruffled about it?
0: <laughs> yeah. So then the other question that I'll ask, uh, so how do we balance
1: the rigid and flexible things in life? For me, I, I think it, um, and it hasn't been too terribly long ago that I wrestled with this. Uh, I've had my share of, of years where I had to-do lists, and after a while I was becoming overwhelmed because fact of the matter was I had my list of to-do's but then there was all these other things that were interrupting my days, and so they were making it very chaotic. So I had to come to grips with that. And the thing that I, I came up with, and I'm still working on this, still a work in progress, and that is to determine your your main, and they can't be too many, your main priorities in life. What, who are the Who or what are the main priorities of your life? And for me, I would have to say God is first for sure. Uh, if I do anything or if I plan anything that goes against him and the priority that I have for him in my life, then I definitely have to step back. I have priorities with my wife, your mother, because we're married. We're, um, that's, that's a high priority. I have to evaluate what I allow myself to get involved with uh, or take on as to how it's going to impact her or our relationship. And I've gotten slapped down a few times with that. Um, And and rightly so, because sometimes I'll run headlong into something I really want to do without actually stopping and asking the question, okay, um, how is this going to affect the amount of time that I'm spending with my wife? Or, you know, making sure that the time that we're spending, I'm focusing on her and not just On checking a box so Mm -hmm. she's another one you you kids as you were growing up and you still remain uh, I tell you my kids you're not a kid anymore you're a man and you know your sisters are women but um, you're still very much a priority in my life that I have to evaluate every once in a while Mm -hmm. not as much as I do my first two priorities but every once in a while I have to stop and ask myself is this a valid endeavor, a valid goal for me? uh, Because it may impact, you know, my relationship with you or your sisters. Uh, My job, obviously, has a certain level. Now, you know, again, all of these are at different levels of priority, but they're all high priorities. Uh, You were talking about going swimming during the day and affecting your your mindset that you felt like you needed to be working. Well, then. You're a person of integrity, and I admire that. Uh, but I always know that you're going to do your best in your job, so I don't think that that should be an issue. But mm-hmm. we do have to take into account the commitment that we've made to these companies that we're working for, and, and uh, they're expecting our best. So, so that's another one. And, and there's, there are more, and it kind of goes down the list, you know, um, as far as levels of priority, but those are probably the main ones that I could think of offhand that I have to think sometimes some of the things I'm doing, how do they play for or against those priorities? Hmm. Makes sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And thank you for considering me. I think that's a, a good thing I think it speaks volumes as our relationship uh, in the past me and the wife have talked about like moving to different places and y'all come up for sure because it's a quality it's a good thing to like for, for myself in my life to like be around be close to the family in proximity I think you lose something when you're too far away uh, for myself not for everybody um, so I I would, I would, um, state that as well. That I do consider that. Also, I thought it was funny that I got the to-do gene from you. I thought I got it from mom, but I got it from you. That was interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, so my, my rigid list, to-do do list. <laughs> my box-checking list. Did um, you
0: ever see my to-do list when I was a kid? Did you? It was by the side of my bed. I had um, to-do list of to-do lists. I had sublists. That I that I would that I would there's, check off like retroactively help for that, by check the way. things off. No. Yeah, it didn't really end up helping me do anything other than get stressed out. No. I think, but um, in what you were saying of the the why uh uh why we do something, I was working on a project and I I did something really cool and abstract and and code and it's very pretty, and uh I worked on it for a long time, longer than I would care to admit. And then one day I thought, you know, why why, why am I doing it this way? And my answer was it was really cool. And it's like, if it's so cool, why is it such a pain to get it to work? Why would you do it that way? Why don't you just do it the other way that you know how to do? And that was my why. And so, like, a lot of times for myself, evaluating things from a why perspective is really valuable. And you don't need to do everything. Uh, when I was younger, I would read Books constantly, um, but then the older me would say, "To to what end? I mean, why to know a lot of stuff that you're not going to apply, and and if you don't apply it, you you lose it completely." Yeah. So, I would answer uh, balance, rigid and flexible things in life. <sighs> That's a hard one for me. I think that it. I don't see it as like a balance or like draw a line between them. I would see it as um, they're two containers and things can move across from one to the other where um, if I'm too flexible with something, then it's not rigid enough that it occurs. So I kind of there's times that I'll, I'll add a to-do to my to-do list that says... Do this every day until it's a habit, and then you can just delete it. So, like once it's a habit for me, then I don't have to. Con- I don't have to be so rigid. And it can. Habits are nice for me to be flexible because I know that I, I'm in the habit of doing it. So, I think that's how I would delineate that. Um, hmm. That is very very hard for me, but I think. Because like you said before, I do sometimes associate being flexible with being lazy. And that's not actually true. I think, the, I think in life as you learn more stuff and you become more flexible, it's actually more of a superpower than anything. Because then I can just say, okay, how do we – the end goal is to accomplish it. How it gets done, who cares? Whether it happens at 2 or 3 or like the podcast we do at 4 o'clock today. That's not when we normally do it. But when the goal being that it occurs – Not that it occurs at the perfect time that you think
1: it should. Right. And, you know, just to to tack on to this, one of the things that I've really struggled with in uh, watching particularly technology go through the ceiling, uh, the idea of of, uh, remaining flexible while not... Uh, how would I say this? I was thinking about Facebook the other day and how many people that I've uh, known in the past and thought to myself. Um, I need to determine who I want to reconnect with or who I want to let go of because I, you know, you just get in touch with somebody you haven't talked to in 40 years. Well, uh, maybe, maybe you want to pursue that again or maybe not. Uh, but even those kind of things, you really kind of have to evaluate that against your life in the present and the things that the demands on your life now Mm -hmm. Uh, for some of us in the older generation, we're, we're wrestling with that because we've got a pretty full life right now. I'm not sitting around watching TV. And so I don't have a whole lot of time to sit and read countless emails Mm. and what everybody's doing on Facebook and everything. I'm pretty busy. Uh, So if, if I, and in, bring into the fold somebody that I haven't seen in a long 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 time. I really have to ask myself how badly how important is this for you to reconnect and reestablish that relationship and keep it on on an ongoing basis. That's that's been one of those wrestling things for me at at uh, where I'm at in life. So, well because wanted, you
0: have so much time with that person, right? Like yeah. there's someone that you had it's not just an acquaintance. It's like you have so many solid relationships across all the different geographic locations that you've lived at. So if you wanted to, you could rekindle everything with everybody and then have no time. And it, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not that it's not quality. And I, I, I totally agree with that too. As far as like social media stuff, I just – I used to be on it a lot more. I just can't because for me, for me personally, it's not a um, – I grew up when the internet didn't exist – So I still have that perspective. I think if I had grown up when it was when the Internet was already prevalent, maybe it would be different as far as like how you see like a full life is how many followers you have. That's just not
1: not me. Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, obviously we're different generations here thinking about this. I I kind of struggle with this whole issue of, of texting and emails and that being the level of relationship that you're gonna keep with somebody. I still am much more comfortable with the face-to-face, mm-hmm. and I like that. It's much more rewarding for me. Uh, my thoughts were in, in uh, texting and emails and things like that. Um, that's one of the things that you do from time to time to let somebody know something, but not necessarily for a... Uh, n- you're not necessarily trying to nurture some kind of a deeper relationship through those kinds of communications. I don't do very well with that, so mm-hmm. I'm even I, I I just don't, and I I don't enjoy it. It's not good. I I love the face to face. I like to see somebody who's looking at me while I'm talking to them, and so I um, that's made the difference in in what I've chosen to do as far as communication with people. That's me, you know.
0: I think for me, it needs to go in that direction. I think because I'm so hyper-focused on... Like, my worst nightmare is that I'm not productive. And uh, that's good, but it can be bad. So, like, for me, bluntly, I like texting certain people if they call me and tell me their life story... For me, I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I can do other stuff while you're doodling and rambling on about whatever. And we all have those people, right? That don't, they're like, they're not really concerned with talking and having an interaction. It's more just like, let me just tell you all these things and goodbye. So, but that aside, for myself, it's about efficiency. I, I can multitask. Pretty well, So texting allows me to be succinct and get to the point of what they want and still do other stuff. But I view face-to-face as a goal, as like something I'll strive for, because when I do do face-to-face with people and I interact with people physically, it is beneficial to me, um, even though I'm more introverted, so I shy away from that. But it ends up being a really good experience. Sure. So I've I've been striving to like even with you, like I call you more. Whereas before I would just like text you constantly. And for yourself, and I've had to work on being more considerate in that arena because to you it's very dismissive and to me it's very well, this way I can stay in more more constant contact with you. Yeah. But it's more quality over quantity. So that's my goal is to do more face-to-face, to do more phone calls, to push everything aside and give my undivided attention and time to this person for a conversation, because it's also arrogant to assume that what they have to say isn't important or what what signifies importance for my attention. And that's yeah. where you kind of get into a bad place. Yeah. Well... That was great. Well, Do you have other questions?
1: I can tell I can you. Maybe you got off your, on a rabbit trail here, I'm
0: not sure. No, that's okay. Uh but I can tell from the tone that uh you're you're talked out. But that's okay. But I'm more perceptive now. But yeah. um no, we did go off on a tangent. But it's better than before. I think in our old podcast it would most of them were tangents.
1: <laughs> mm. Let's go over here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it was fun.
1: But, um, did you have anything else um, in conclusion? No, I think I think that's about it. I, the whole issue of flexibility is something that's dynamic, that you're continually going to have to stay vigilant and aware that uh, there's got to be that balance between the boundaries that have to be up and also the willingness to bend when things happen that aren't particularly planned on. so.
0: I agree. And I think that you uh, taught me a lot of that, Uh, more of like, give yourself some grace. uh, Take it easy. Don't kill yourself to get everything done all the time at the exact time it needs to be done. So I've learned a lot um, from that, too. And you have more fun and you rest easier knowing that it's not a huge deal if you don't get everything done.
1: Yes, and just remember this. When the day comes and the roll is called up yonder and God says it's time, you're gonna you're not gonna have the option to say, wait, 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 I've got several mm-hmm. things on my list that I haven't done yet.
0: I'd be like, and Can you I go will. back down?
1: I didn't finish. You uh you I did not have finish a lot report. of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's been good. Yeah. Until next time. Yep. <laughs> Bye. See ya.